Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Becoming Podcast. We are in week nine. I'm losing track now. I don't even remember. What episode are we? Yeah. I think this is episode... No, this is episode eight. This is eight. I remember saying seven last Okay. Eight comes after. Yeah. I think it's we're, we're doing this for so long now that we've lost track. <laughs> yeah, we're so pros. <laughs> just read the just read the title of the podcast. Yeah. You'll, yeah. you'll know which one it is. Anyway, so we're we're back here. Mm-hmm. Uh thanks for joining us. Yes. Um Welcome. as always, uh if you're watching us on YouTube, please subscribe mm-hmm. and like the podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, share it with your friends yeah. as we continue to have these conversations. Also, if you're listening it on uh, Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts, that's a another medium to watch. This. Spotify, it's been popping up on and my Spotify yes, too, and Spotify as yes, well. Yes. Uh, that's my go-to. Yeah, yeah me um, too. And so, uh, yeah. So thanks again. Mm-hmm. And uh, mm-hmm. we uh, just wrapped up the Revelation series this yes. last week. Yeah. And uh, Chris, I'd love to hear from you. You know, as as we're kind of on the other side of things now with this series, what's what's been some key, I don't know, some key takeaways, some observations yeah. for you, for our church? Mm-hmm. Well, I think overall, um, just generally the feedback that's been coming is uh, I'm, I'm hearing a couple of common themes um, or call them aha moments for mm-hmm. people. One being, hey, I'm not so intimidated by that book anymore. Hmm. That's been great. When, yeah. when, when anything that we can do, you know, preach, teach, whatever, that helps people um, just have a more open and uh, willingness to approach the Word of God, especially a book like Revelation that a lot of people just kind of go, you know what, um, I'll read the other 68 books that one is whatever. So to just hear that from people that I'm not so intimidated by it or, or fearful of it. And I think the other thing too is I've heard several um, comments from people that had to do with how, as we've gone through this series, how we've been looking at it historically mm-hmm. and casting the lens on um, what did it mean for that group of people at that time when the revelation of Jesus was given to them, how would they have processed all of that? And how did it connect with their times? Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I had um, a lady come up, to, uh, uh, well, Saturday night, after you preached this last Saturday night, how she, she says, mind blown, you know, <laughs> with I can connect the dots with mm. this. Mm. And it's like... Yay, God. Okay, yeah. that is awesome. So I think that's been really good for our church. I think, too, for me personally, um, just in my own development as a pastor, as a preacher of the Word, to be able to come into this book and really, even though it was only an eight-week series, which is probably a tenth of probably what should have been given to it, I felt my own heart enlarge about the reality of Christ hmm. And, and that he is just as, as clear uh, and vivid and holy and exalted in the book of Revelation as he is anywhere else in God's Word. And so those, those were just some really key takeaways for me. And just generally, I'm just pleased as to how people received it. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Yeah. Which was a question for us. We did not know. <laughs> no, we didn't. <laughs> yeah. 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 And I, I heard all the very similar things. And, and, and so we hope that you know, this, um, 
I was trying to remember the word for it, but you know, when you're writing something in a document and you put a dot, 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 mm. that's called an ellipsis. An ellipsis. I forgot what it was called, <clears throat> but we're putting an ellipsis on the conversation of of Revelation. All right. Um, and yeah. we hope yeah. that it spurs for more conversation, sure. both in personal study for for mm-hmm. all of us mm-hmm. yeah. Um, yeah. and and curiosity mm-hmm. and that, that yeah. this this last book of the Bible would, would truly shape us and mm-hmm. form us. Absolutely. Um, because as we heard this last week, um, there is so much good news about the end, mm-hmm. but what's awesome is that in the here and now, mm-hmm. we are pointing to God's good end. Yeah. As yeah. we... Right. As we walk closely with not only with God but with one another as mm-hmm. the church mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. to to remain this faithful witness yes. even in the midst of uncertainty yeah. in the midst of chaos, um, God's church is still expanding and growing. Yep. And so we are we are worshiping, we're yeah. waiting, and we're praying. praying. Yeah. And that yeah. that Lord's prayer, uh, you know, we we hear it so many times, but. Uh, I was just re-reminded this week of the importance of that prayer. Yeah. Um, Lord, may your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Another thing that comes to mind, and you, you said something <clears throat> on Saturday night, and uh, Mendy and I were talking about it afterwards. You, you made this comment, and this has been something that I think has been fairly consistent throughout the series, that <clears throat> the advancement of God's kingdom is never accomplished through violence, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And um, although, you know, we, we've certainly talked about God's judgment and he will judge all people in the end, mm-hmm. um, you made a statement, and I think this is related maybe to the violence part in terms of our own processing about end times, that there can be a fear associated mm-hmm. with it. Yeah. I heard many stories from people saying, you know, I was just afraid of the rapture. I heard somebody telling a story of when they were a kid mm-hmm. that they thought, Mom got raptured in the Walmart, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And 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 she was running around the store, and she wasn't actually looking for her mom. She had already made it up in her mind that mom was gone, mm-hmm. and she was going to try to find somebody else that was a Christian, mm-hmm. and ask them, "Do you believe in Jesus?" <laughs> and once she found someone that said yes, she's like, "Whew, okay. okay. Mom's just probably in the <laughs> you know the bathroom or something." But but that goes back to this fear that we have. And you made a statement and when you said fear may create converts, but it will never make disciples mm. or something mm. like that. Mm. And I went, "Wow. Yeah. Our vision is to make disciples who make disciples, not to just make a bunch of converts." Mm-hmm. And I know that that can probably come across as like, "Well, you don't care about people you know, becoming saved and becoming Christians. And of, of course yeah. we do. Of course we do. But if we look back to Jesus' final words to his disciples before he ascended to heaven, it was about making disciples. Mm-hmm. And so I just, I don't know how profound that was, but man, it was clear. And I just went, yeah, mm-hmm. it is so about making disciples, not just a, a convert factory, right? Because yeah. we can we can say enough persuasive things to get people to make a decision. Mm-hmm. I learned a long time ago, as this little, I call it a cliche, call it a, a, a I don't know, just a, a phrase <laughs> that says, a man convinced against his will is of the same opinion still. Mm. And where, if we're just about, you know, let's just make converts, 
but we're not into the disciple making process, well, they'll fall away. They'll yeah. fall away. Yeah. And so I just when you said that, I was like, I'm writing that one down. Mm. That's good. Yeah. Yeah, and I and I think it comes from, you know, just the reality of how a lot of how revelation has been used has been to elicit a, a sort of fear mm. and anxiety. An emotional. Yeah, kind of an emotional response that, that uh, you know, if we're honest, if the, mm-hmm. if, as the church, if we're honest, it's been a little bit manipulative. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we have to really dial back and rethink how are, what kind of message are we telling? Yeah. Because the kind of message that we're telling is also the kind of God that we're revealing. Yeah. Right. To people, right, and and so that 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 kind of came out of those things because when we think about Revelation as a whole, you know, for me at least in my story, I never heard Revelation preached in the local church. Hmm. I learned I learned about Revelation elsewhere. Yeah, <laughs> in in books and popular media, and mm-hmm. oftentimes that that doesn't always paint the best picture, mm-hmm. and so. You know, I think I think in general, we've really we've really tried our best to say we're going to talk about this yeah. here in the local church yep. and and allow it to be a thing that that really shapes us and forms Absolutely. us and helps us see who God really is yeah. and what God really desires mm-hmm. and what mm-hmm. God has in mind for the end, what yeah. he really has in mind for the end. Yeah. And yeah. so Definitely. all of those things have been so challenging and thought provoking. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so we hope. We hope that the, these conversations continue yeah. as we yeah. um, as we as we move forward. Yeah. And speaking of moving forward, mm-hmm. uh, Chris, tell us just a little bit about this next week. Something uh, something a little bit different. We're we're gonna try something new. Yeah. Um, so we're kind of in between um, series. So not this weekend, but the next weekend, we're gonna be launching a kind of a back to the basics mm-hmm. sort of a series uh, called Foundations, which runs parallel with what we're going to do from a discipleship standpoint and teaching people the foundational truths of scripture and mm-hmm. of our theology. Um, so your work on that inspired me to, hey, let's <laughs> let's work on a sermon series that runs with that. Yeah. But before that, um, and this really comes from just kind of this ongoing uh, whispering of the Spirit in my heart about... Um, a message that he wants to bring to the church, and <clears throat> I've, I always, always want to make sure that as I pray, say, "All right, Lord, <laughs> is this a passage of scripture you really want us to deal with here?" Because sometimes some of the things that Jesus says, uh, we just flat out don't like. Mm-hmm. We just don't, or we go, "Yeah, I know Jesus said that, but I actually think it's like this." Right? We've both heard this. <laughs> Well, I'm going to be focusing on, um, I think, one of the most impactful points of teaching that Jesus made. I mean, apart from maybe the Sermon on the Mount, is Matthew chapter 13, where he gives a series of parables about the kingdom of God, where he says, he starts off every parable with, the kingdom of God can be likened to, or compared to, or is like. And he just goes through about six different uh examples in parable form of the kingdom of God. Well, two of those parables are like, you know, it's easy to just glance through and go, oh, that's such a sweet thing Jesus said. Oh, that's so nice. (laughs) Uh, Read it, okay? First is the parable of the weeds, and then the next one is the parable of the net. 
And what it does for us is it helps us to understand just how God sees not the church, the kingdom of God. And it's a challenging word because sometimes um, we in the church, we love the church. We love how the church feels. We love the environment of the church. And that's both from a, from a kind of spiritual, missional sense as well as I really like our building. <laughs> and I like the people that come in the building. So it kind of covers both ends of that. And those two parables, uh, Jesus, he... He reshapes it. He really does. And so coming through those, as I've been reading through that and praying through that, I realized that it's a call to the church to think differently. But the only way that we're going to think differently about the kingdom of God and what Jesus is really describing in Matthew 13 is if that we come to a place where we let go we just absolutely let go of our paradigms mm-hmm. about who the church is for. And um, when we were up at uh, District Assembly there a couple weeks ago, um, <clears throat> and we heard some of our church leadership speaking to um, what it really means to be spiritual leaders, <clears throat> that's when God's Spirit started kind of talking to me about some of this stuff and the the theme throughout that entire meeting was pray first mm-hmm. now i see you have your I pray have first yeah yep. i gave mine away i was in a, a counseling session with somebody and we're, we're just talking about how important it is to pray so here take this <laughs> <laughs> you you need this on you all the time yeah if we will pray first josh pray first not even think second like think fourth or fifth Hmm. pray first that i believe i believe is so important that be that that will begin the process of reshaping our thinking about the kingdom of god um so we're gonna there's a couple things i'm gonna bring together this weekend that have to do with those parables and how important it is to pray first um because if we don't then our minds will not be changed Praying will end up being relegated to, well, it's gotten really bad. I guess I should pray. <laughs> well, that's that's not what we see taught here. So anyway, um, <clears throat> this is just going to serve as kind of a a bridge to next week, a bridge from the Revelation series. I'm going to speak a little bit back to the Revelation series, um, specifically in chapter 21. And... Um, and so I, uh, I'm, I don't know how it's going to come out this weekend, but um, I just love it when we come into something like this and, 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 and we feel the Spirit saying, okay, are you sure you want to read this? Are you sure you want to read it through my eyes? Hmm. Because that means you're going to think different. So how about we pray first? Oh, yeah. Okay. So I'm, I'm just trusting the Lord with how that's revealed. Um, and I think if we'll take this and, and the other things that Jesus says about the kingdom of God, um, we, might, we might see the Lord do some extraordinary things among us. Mm-hmm. So 
There. That's there, your there answer to a very short <laughs> question. Awesome. Awesome. Well, we're looking forward to it. And our is, is everyone going to get one yes. of these this weekend? Yes, so those are going to be ready this weekend. They're supposed to get in here tomorrow, okay. our shipment of these things. Okay. They, they look cooler than that. Yeah, these, these are— Because there's got to be a cool factor. Yeah. Got to have a cool factor. <laughs> Got to have the logo, you know, all that. Yeah, yeah. So you need to come to church this weekend. Yeah, get your band, get, get your, your band. wristband. But more than that, we want, we want to hear God's word and Absolutely. and 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 see what God is stirring mm-hmm. up in us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and I think it seems like the Revelation series has really began to oh, maybe set a tone for so, yes. for what's ahead. Yeah. So for sure, it's really for exciting. Sure. Really yep. exciting. Yep. So so we'll see you this weekend. Uh, we're excited to worship with you, mm-hmm. and uh, we're just praying that that God begins to stir something new in our hearts as yeah. as He has been, and uh, it's uh, it's going to be a great weekend. Mm-hmm. So we will see you soon. Have a great rest of your week, and uh, look forward to worship worshiping with you very soon. Yes. All right. God bless you guys. See you around. <laughs>